to the 210th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. I'm one half of your hosting team, Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis! Oh no! He's back again, folks. Mark Davis, episode 210. <laughs> I'm back again. Mm-hmm. I think uh, out of the 210 episodes, I think I've done 208. Either 209 <clears throat> or 208. Do you think you missed two? Yeah, I think I missed two. I remember two. one for sure. Uh-huh. Which one do you remember? Ginger Palooza? Ah, uh, yes. Well, that's the one I forgot, I guess. I don't know what the other one was. Maybe the I was one, there was on that one. One with <laughs> Angela, that w- when Angela Page was on. You weren't there for that one? No. Oh. Well, so there you should have been, been there, three. my friend. You should have been there for both of it those. should have been. But yeah. that's okay. We're happy that you're here now. How you doing? Now, nowadays, with technology being what it is, I can be with you all the time. Absolutely. <clears throat> if I've got the time. <laughs> uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. I know we're recording this on a uh, Tuesday night. We both have mm-hmm. uh, busy weekends ahead of us. Indeed. And uh, that means we need to get this no-no recorded. You're coming fresh, hot, off of a episode oh. of Lyrics to Go. You just recorded. I'm steaming. I'm steaming, baby. You're Mr. Podcast tonight. I'm telling you, you got to get in where you fit in, baby. I uh, recorded that, and then we're doing this, and then I'm editing the episode I just recorded. I got a long night ahead of me. Got to put the nose to the grindstone. I have two episodes left of Sopranos, and I'm going to have to give up being able to finish. I'm going to try and finish it before I go to Philadelphia. Um, but uh, yeah, I got two episodes to go. So and maybe we'll, you could we'll save them for the plane. Dare I say, is that possible? Mm, yeah. That's not a bad idea. Maybe I will do that. I plan on probably sleeping a lot my plane leaves at seven uh when i go to philly so i'll probably doing a lot of honk snoo honk snoo Mm. Uh, but we'll see all right on well good luck on your adventure to philly uh give adam volk our best quiz daddy adam oh absolutely and very pumped uh, yeah we are uh, going to be doing our trivia this week, of course. Wednesdays, we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida, for No Nonsense Trivia Challenge, based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes. Suggest so categories for next week's quiz, and enjoy tasty, tasty food by Yabo Mobile. That's at Pointy Bell on Wednesdays at 7.30. Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral, also at 7.30 p.m., We hope that you can join us for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards at Ollie's Pub in downtown Cape Coral. Those gift cards can be spent on records, beer, t-shirt, comic books, whatever you can find for sale in their cool little shop that they have in the back of the bar. Please join us Thursdays at Ollie's Pub in Cape Coral at 7.30 p.m. And of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. And this Saturday, folks, it's finally the day, Mm. July 16th, Quizgardium Triviosa at Point Ebel Brewing Company, our Potterverse Pub Quiz. We're going to be covering many, many things from the wizarding world, and we hope that you can join us Saturday, July 16th at 6 p.m. at Pointy Bell for Quizgardium Triviosa. We will be doing a costume contest as well, so please arrive in your wizarding best, and please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
and Reddit. And please join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcast streams and events. Join us. Won't you? Beautiful. Yeah. That intro deserves a capital S. That was short and sweet. I will say I do want to I do want to add also, though, I'm so pleased to see uh, new folks joining up on the discord uh, just today. I think we had two or three new folks coming in. Indeed. And uh, you love to see it. Yeah. Being uh, introduced to, you know, we've got a Quizzle channel on there where we've been sharing our daily Quizzle scores and uh, kind of going over the questions. It's almost like a rate my Quizzle over there. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've been I've been watching that. I like it, though. I like it. It's cool to talk shop with the folks in yeah, our discord um, that nerdy trivia group of people i would say it's it's probably our most active community there's not really a lot of discussion on our uh reddit i think people just follow that to kind of subscribe over there to know when we've got like new podcast episodes going on and then uh facebook is uh we get you know a comment or two but every day on the mm-hmm. discord it's popping yeah. over there it is popping. It's a place to be. If you like, uh, if you like talking about trivia and doing trivia stuff, um, <clears throat> that is the place to be for certain. We got the link in the show notes. Mm. All right. How about we take a little break and then come back with a little bit uh, trivia? Oh yeah. back mark i do want to know have you had a chance to uh or i don't even know if you're a fan of stranger things i am a fan of the the stranger things and i did finish it oh okay well you should have an easy time with this one then on stranger things members of the hellfire club meet regularly to participate in what activity dungeons and dragons that's right right out of the gate good job yeah I'll I was going to be it. nervous if you said you just watched it and you did not know the answer. That's a, I, you know, people request Stranger Things, and because the season just came out, I want to make it about the new season because it's topical and people are really excited about of it. Of course. But that's always hard because you don't want to, you know, write a question that spoils anything. Yeah. So when, when people ask about, like, uh, topical shows, um, I usually go for, like, something that's explained just right in the first episode. Because uh, you don't want to be in a situation where you're spoiling things for people in the audience. That's just rude. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? I, I do would agree. Absolutely. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that question because uh, the other night I had uh, dinner with some friends and uh, we played this game called, uh, I believe it's called Betrayal at House on the Hill. That's um, like a haunted house game kind of thing. Uh, and it's kind of like a cross between like Clue and... Um, uh, what's the game that you all were obsessed with there for a while where they had all the grains and shit and, uh, Catan. Yeah, it's kind of like a cross between those two sort of in a weird way. Um, Interesting. But after resource management, what do you have to manage resources? No, but I, okay. I guess the layout is just kind of like it, like, oh. like laying down cards and like, you know, kind of using that as yeah. And, uh, it led me to talk to um, 
my girlfriend about uh, D&D and kind of explaining what it was like to her. And she asked me what my character was, and I had to... I had to tell her my D and D character, my class and race. Wow! And it was very, it was very dorky. She had to realize how dorky I've been. Will you tell me now, Mark, about your D and D character? <laughs> uh, my D and D. Jesus Christ! I can't believe these words are going to leave my mouth. Uh, I played Dungeons and Dragons with uh, Mike uh, X, Mike and Patrick, who were in the Anchorite mm-hmm. Four, as well as some other friends. Um, Mike C. Mike Rumble Snailskin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, Patrick, previous guest. Yes, absolutely. Right here on the show. Um, my character's name was Zandorf Wehausen. Um, nice. I was a he- Zandorf. <laughs> yeah. X A N D O R F. And uh, and Patrick was my brother, Father Upduff Wehausen. I was a <laughs> uh, human uh, fighter mage. All right. So that's as much as I'm willing to admit here. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, it, and she said it sounds like a lot of fun, so I was like, oh, well, maybe uh, maybe some D&D needs to happen at some point. I still have all my uh, players' handbooks and all that stuff, so. Mm. But two characters that I've played in D&D, uh, also an admitted player here. Um, uh, barbarian named Stink, okay. who had a head shaped like a wedge of cheese. All right. As his physical description, he was a big dumb barbarian. You know, that's pretty much the uh, archetype. Low intelligence score, just put everything into strength. So kind of like pyramid head. Would you say he's an early, uh, an early drop of pyramid head from Silent Hill? Uh, no. He well, he no. It's it's that he just had like a slant to his skull. I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it really did look like a wedge <clears throat> of cheese. I think I'll dig up a drawing and uh, maybe post that in the show notes, as well as I drew him along with my other character, a halfling named Nebin Halfmoon, who was a bard. So different uh, play style there for sure. Uh, great game, Dungeons and Dragons. All right, here's a question for you: What spirit is used to make a Harvey Wallbanger? A Zandorf Weiferheisen? No, I'm sorry. Sort of. <laughs> Can I hear that one more time? Yes. What spirit is used to make a Harvey Wallbanger? A Harvey Wallbanger. So I, I think you're asking here for a type of liquor um, to go into a drink called a the, the main component of a Harvey Wallbanger. Spirit. Um, maybe you said spirit. See, this is interesting. I don't know if you are asking for a generic or if maybe it's like, uh, something specific, like fireball whiskey is a brand perhaps that could be no the spirit. No. Oh, okay. So that's the type of liquor I'm guessing. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So it could be Harvey Wallbanger could be gin, tequila, Rum, uh, um, absinthe, <laughs> probably not. I think they would probably have a different name if it was an absinthe drink. A Harvey Wallbanger, vodka. Remember, uh, previous guest Nick Williams, Captain Nick, he, uh, was a bartender for a while. He was. So he knew all sorts of uh, drinks. I went to a Christmas party once, and he was making candy cane shots. And I drank way too much Rumble Mints. <laughs> just like the NWO Wolf Pack, it was just too sweet. 
I don't know if I've ever heard of a Harvey Wallbanger. Harvey Wallbanger. You're banging on the wall. Bam, bam, bam. I'm going to go with whiskey. I'm sorry that's incorrect. Oh. <clears throat> the correct answer is vodka. Oh, okay. Vodka. Yes. Vodka. Do you know um, anything else about the Harvey Wallbanger? So this is interesting. I, I caught a little bit of uh, a little heat from uh, specifically from Whiskey Tango. So the ingredients are vodka, Galliano, and orange juice. Mm-hmm. Um, Galliano uh, being a That's a car sweet- dealership here in Southwest Florida. <laughs> Not Galliana. Oh, okay. <laughs> Galliano. Uh, it's a sweet herbal liqueur. Um, that uh, was created mm. in 1896 by Italian distiller and brandy producer Arturo Vacari. They were trying to say that that is a spirit, and I had to explain to them that that is not a spirit. It is liqueur, which is different. We had a little bit of a, a playful back and forth. Interesting. Yeah. There, there are some uh, semantic details there. There are. That shall not be overlooked. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well... I guess we won't have another one of our hot shot no. five, six questions in a row answer. Maybe we'll have them on the end. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe things will improve. We'll see. A literature question for you, Mark. What is the name of the lost love mentioned repeatedly in Edgar Allan Poe's classic poem, The Raven? Lenore. Again, correct. <laughs> Very good. Two for two, my friend. I should probably wait. I don't know if people uh, want to suss at home. You can feel free to throw some silence in there if you want to. But no, that's we won't have any artificial silence. We've had some accidental <laughs> silence being uploaded in the last couple episodes. Apologies. Oh for that. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, some of these ed- episodes get so long. You know, I take a break in editing and then I walk away and I can't remember where I left off and just skip over and. Anyway, it's a lot of work to edit again. these freaking things. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I'll of work. probably even cut this segment out right here. But. <laughs> All right, your next question. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a, a little bit of a harder question than I asked. But if you don't, if you're not able to get it, I'm going to give you the full question. So even if you don't get it with the mediocre hardness, I'm going to okay. give you an extra hint that would be the full question. Okay. Two levels of difficulty here. Indeed. Wine Club, W-H-I-N-E, Wine Club, and The Last Time I Saw Maris are episodes of what TV show? I'm going to answer this uh, Mark style. Frasier. That's it. Congratulations. Great job. A lot of people, you know, you don't know how many people know about, you know, Maris, who I believe was always talked about but never shown. That would be Frazier's ex or Niles's ex? Frazier's, I believe. Okay. They both have exes, right? That are referred to. And they all live in Texas. On the show. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Maris is, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to look it up right now. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I believe that Maris is, um, oh, I'm sorry, Niles, you were right. Mm. Niles's ex. Unseen recurring character, his first wife. I guess they're rebooting that soon. I haven't seen a trailer or anything, but I think I saw a headline. They're rebooting uh, Frasier. And a few months ago, I vaguely remember an article saying that Kelsey Grammer, the only original cast member to be returning. Really? I don't know if they just put that out there to just put the pressure on the other cast members. Like, this could be your future. You could get in now or uh, or what? Like why they would say that. 
Mm. But uh, do you know anything about that? I don't. Okay. Well, we've just got the Frasier trivia for you then. I know the dog's dead. <laughs> R.A.P. Big rip. To, uh, oh, what was the dog's name? I know. I, yeah. oh, hold on. Hold on. We got to get this. Um, Jack Russell Terrier. Yeah, I almost said Jack. Um, Benny? Mm, no. No. <laughs> oh, does it start with a B? Um, it's not Baxter. Oh, is Baxter? It, is it no. not? No. We're gonna have to look this up. I I feel like it. I'll give us a little wrong one here. <laughs> I think it might be Baxter. Eddie. You're right, it's Eddie. Eddie. God damn it. Eddie Crane. He's got the last name, as all pets uh, should. Born in Florida. The Jack Russell? Yep. How'd you find that so quickly? Born <laughs> December 24th, 1990 in Florida. Died in Los Angeles, California, 2006. What a nice mm. life. Yep. Also played Old Skip in My Dog years. Skip. Wow, what a star. And that, that dog's name, Enzo. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Two notable roles. On the cover of Entertainment... Wait a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Entertainment. This says the dog's name is Moose. Well, no, there there was a thing talking about his... uh, Now, Enzo is his name. I think Moose may have been one of his offspring. No, yeah. Uh, Enzo is the offspring. His name was Moose. It says Enzo the dog was a Jack Russell Terrier canine actor who played Eddie Crane on the American television series Frasier. Maybe he had a son named Enzo. Two Did Enzos. they both play Eddie? Oh my gosh. Moose played Eddie from 1993 to 2000. Oh wow. Are you fucking and then kidding they me? Aged him down. <laughs> and then they ate him. How did. How could we not tell? I'll tell you. I, you know. It's like, it's like the Olsen, Olsen twin twins. situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes absolutely all right i've got uh my last question of the round for you my last question you've got one more for me after this old man stuff the requested category here you know i'll write anything you write down old man stuff i'm gonna give you a question about some old man stuff here it is the word ham in ham radio is short for what with regards to its practitioner's skills The word ham in ham radio is short for what? Parentheses with regards to its practitioner's skills. I feel like the parentheses is uh, not often used in the quiz writing format, but mm-hmm. can come in handy to give some extra information or yeah, extra clarity of the question. Throw it in there. It's practitioner's skills, ham radio. Um... Practitioner's skills. Um, I don't know. Hmm. Ham radio. Now, this is the one I thought you might just know right off the rip. Oh, fuck. No. Um, what do you know about ham radio? Well, that's part of what I'm trying to wonder. I can't remember if ham radio 
I guess no, that's not it. So CB radios, the handheld ten four, all that stuff. Ham radios might just like pick up frequencies. Um, hmm. What's the difference between FM and AM? What does FM and AM stand for? Because maybe ham is H A M, like <clears throat> AM, but with an H in front of it. Just figure out what the H means if I know what AM is. Um, but I don't know if I even know what AM means. Um, um, let's see here. I don't even know if I can hazard a guess, man. I'd feel stupid even trying. Um, ham radio. I'm like picturing them because I think they use ham radios a lot with like people that are supposed to be complete nutcases in movies. <laughs> I feel like it's often associated with not to say it's right. You're going to let that guy lead us. The ham radio <laughs> operator. He's a nut. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I give up. I don't know. He probably talks to ghosts on that thing. <laughs> what are you doing in Tokyo? Ham radio, Mark. I'm just going to give you wrong right now. Yes. <laughs> Ham radio short for amateur radio. I know I said short for they added an H on the front, but that's where it comes from. I don't like that clue at all. You don't like that? I said with regards to its practitioner's skill. I mean, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> An attempt was made. I guess around the turn of the 20th century, late 1800s, early 1900s, that's when uh, that term first uh, came into popularity here in the U.S. Um, there was also uh, the term ham and plug according to Wikipedia, were used by landline telegraphers to describe an operator who lacks ability who ha who, or who had poor or, quote, ham-fisted skills. Mm. So there you go. <clears throat> well, damn. I think it kind of sounds like amateur, though, so it's like, I don't know. I can see where the jump was made. Yeah, okay. Here's your next question. Your last question. Of the first mm. round. What term meaning mate or colleague derives from the Spanish and Portuguese word literally meaning chambermate? It's a word that means mate or colleague, and it comes from the Spanish or Portuguese word meaning chambermate? Yes. Hmm. Mate or colleague? Mate. Spouse. Partner. You wouldn't call your colleague a spouse, though. Your mate or your colleague, your peer, your comrade? That's not Spanish. That's Russian, right? Corroborator? Collaborator? I feel like co might be in there. Spanish. Chamber. 
What is Spanish for chamber? Mate. Esposo. Esposa. Novio. Novia. I've been keeping up on my Duolingo. 61-day streak. Hell yeah. Go off, King. Thank you. Thank you. Go off, King. But it's not helping here. <laughs> Hell no. I don't think it's any of those. Uh, chamber. What's Spanish for room? Compartment? Apartamente. Uh, I really want to get this, but I, I have no idea. I'm going to say uh, collaborator. Sorry, that's incorrect. Mm. The correct answer is comrade. What? <laughs> the correct answer really? is indeed comrade, oh, yes. Oh, they must have gotten that from... Portuguese or Spanish. Wow. There you are. Okay. Yes. Oh, you, man, you said it and I was like, holy shit. I know. And then you went right <laughs> over it. I wrote it off. I thought it was a Russian term. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's what I get for watching so much Stranger Things. Well, it's a term that, that is derives from the Spanish or Portuguese word meaning chambermate. So, you know, it, uh. It isn't saying it's necessarily a Portuguese word or a Spanish gotcha. word. Fair enough. Cool question. Thanks. I love questions that have surprising answers. Mm-hmm. The word is camarada um, is the Portuguese, Portuguese or Spanish word. <sighs> Tough All times. Right. Well, now I know something like, like we say at no nonsense trivia, you win or you learn, you can't lose. So I can't be too upset about that. Yeah, you did good work. You yeah. sussed right over Look, it. I'd rather, would you rather suss over something and not get it or not even think of it? Oh, I'd rather suss right over it. At least Me it's too. in play at Me that too. point, you know? Yeah. Um, at least it's on the table. Let's take a little break and then we'll uh, come back with some missed corrections. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're back, and it's time for some missed corrections. Missed corrections. All right, we heard from Motor Liquor, Blake, our uh, friend from the Pacific Northwest, I believe, who uh, wanted to let you know, Mark, during your your sus uh, last week, you referred to Chihuahua as a country, but it is, in fact, a state in Mexico. Um, Little miscorrection there. Uh, we also got, um, what else did we get? Oh, um, satay. I, I was looking up satay. It's, uh, Indonesian apparently. I guess it's South oh. Asian in general, but satay is an Indonesian word. Uh, the earliest preparations of satay are believed to have originated in Havanese cuisine, but has spread to almost anywhere in Indonesia where it has become a national dish. 
Satay is the national dish of Indonesia. So something for your brain there. Um, oh, yeah. Albert Broccoli. I guessed maybe that his middle initial might be H, but it's not. It's R for Romolo, uh, the producer f- known for the James Bond Eon films. And also, uh, just a little note here that's kind of interesting, not really a miscorrection. Uh, when I was sussing out the rapper thing, I said maybe it's uh, Jermaine Dupree and the Hot Boys. I don't know that Jermaine Dupree uh, really worked with the Hot Boys. He did ultimately end up working with Lil Wayne later. Mm. But interestingly enough, he did have a big hit production with another uh, pair of rappers that we mentioned in that episode. Do you know who that is? Outcast? No. He produced Jump by Criss Cross. Oh. That was like his first big hit production. Hit, okay. Apparently. Fair enough. So that's uh, that's interesting. Um, we got something that just came through here. Hot off the... Just coming through the wire. Hot off the wire. Off the presses. This is from David Boring on Twitter. He writes, Okay, I don't know if this is a miscorrection or a no-no, but just wanted to make the point that the reason the Arizona Cardinals have that name is they used to be the St. Louis Cardinals, so that wouldn't necessarily mean that they have them out there. Uh, that's true. Um, you know, that was, uh, that was the sus direction that I took well, that's ver- for that, uh, that bird yeah, question. That, that's very funny because, uh, Adam from death stars are the best stars, uh, mentioned that he was re-listening to the live show. He was there. Uh, he said the state bird question was a good sus route with the sports teams as the Louisville Cardinals are one of the most well-known colleges in Kentucky. However, you were duped as the Arizona Cardinals originally began in Chicago, which would have helped you get Illinois. Yeah, so I got a I got a little bit of props there from Adam and a little bit of uh, shade from <laughs> David Boring for going that route, and we also got a nice no note here. Oh, I'm sorry. One last thing, I messed up the lyrics to "Finally." I said uh, you saying "Finally," it ha- it has happened to me right in front of my face, and I thought that the line was, and I just can't can't deny it. But the real lyric is, "I just cannot hide it." I thought I thought deny it was one of them, but I guess not. Maybe not. I, I did a cursor glance, glance at the lyrics because I was like, maybe that's wrong. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll miscorrect them. If if it's true, I'll look it up again. And if it's true, I'll just take that out. <laughs> <laughs> we got a nice no note here, also from Joel. Joel writes, "I wanted to thank you for your stance on the use of the f word for gay people." You guys are really good people. No wonder you have so many friends and fans. Take care, Joel. That's very kind of you. Thank you, Joel. Yeah, thanks, Joel. We enjoy having you as a listener. And uh, yeah, we'll try to keep ourselves in check as we do. If you'd like to write us with a missed correction, a rate my question, or even just a little no note, you can write to us at nononsensetrivia@gmail.com. Call us at 1-929-356-6966 or find us on social media. And if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to review our show on Apple, Podchaser, and Good Pods. Mm-hmm. Mark, I think it's your turn to go first this round. I will start by telling you that it is at no point in the CC Peniston song does she say, just can't deny it. I've been duped myself. Okay. Here is your uh, first question of the second round. A nice, probably easy one for you. What magician is known for his TV show and stage act titled Mind Freak? Oh. 
Sprite Boy. There's only one mind freak, and his name is Chris Angel. That's correct, Chris Angel. Of course I know the mind freak. Of course you do. (laughs) Uh, You like uh, Chris Angel? No. Is it the way that he dresses? It's the whole presentation. It's kind of the... (laughs) It's kind of everything. Him and David Blaine both are just. I mean, I, I'm I'm very fascinated with sleight of hand. I was pretty obsessed with. Um, I think it's called like close up magic, right? Is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was pretty uh, into that bullshit show, or not bullshit with Penn and Teller, but um, you know the one where they I think it's called like trick us or whatever. Like uh, yeah, where they had you know invited people to try and fool them and like um, do the magic and and make it so they couldn't tell what the hell it was for what are you doing to me i'm trying to make it so you can see me it's now like I, you have it right in front of your shadow <laughs> you can't do that hold on i'll get this figured out <laughs> don't mind me well i have to <laughs> you're doing all this shit while i'm talking what? um oh that's as tall as it goes uh but yeah i i'm i'm and then there was a one show with a masked dude who would show how different tricks were done and i was pretty fascinated with that so a lot of this stuff i think is pretty cool but yeah i just don't like the leather jacket you know free you know oh i'm so weird watch watch yeah watch <laughs> there's that famous comedy sketch yes of uh, david blaine putting cards on the two people <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a link to the show notes on that. That's worth a watch. I, I I don't know much about Chris Angel. I do like David Blaine. Um, he does some things that I, I just don't. I don't see how he could fake it. There's like a. There's one video of him like putting like an ice pick through his hand. Jesus. Somebody else putting an ice pick through his hand, and they're like, "How do you do that?" And he's like, "You just do it." Like there's like a section in your hand where you can just like pass through. You don't hit any veins or anything. So there's no blood. I don't know about that. I mean, on one, don't try this at home. On one (laughs) hand, I'm like cool. And on the other hand, I'm like, just stop already. Like, I don't understand why it's just like, I'm going to do this thing. Cause I can. And part of me is like, cool. Like really pushing the body to its boundaries. And the other half is like, just like go to, a fucking go to the mall or something why are you like why are you gonna go and and drown yourself in freezing water to prove it can be done like okay somebody's got to push the limits do they (laughs) do they really he should go into the chamber oh there you go he'd be he'd be great at it (laughs) i can answer the questions watch watch david blaine was in the chamber for 48 hours straight answering <laughs> trivia questions. <laughs> Ask me more <laughs> sub zero temperatures. All right. My first question for this round for you, Mark musical instruments, the category, ah. what is the term for a flute that is not shaped like a tube whose modern incarnation was first developed in Italy in the mid 19th century? Hmm. What is the term for a flute that is not shaped like a tube, whose modern incarnation was first developed in Italy in the mid-19th century? A flute that's not shaped like a tube? That's right. (sighs) 
I don't know how I feel about this question. <laughs> you don't even know the answer yet. I know. I've done this before. Don't act like this is the first time. Yeah. You just don't like it. <sighs> I try to bring you good questions, thoughtful questions. You just don't like it. It's a... F- <sighs> this question is like cheese to you. Well, it's like a f- a flute that doesn't look like a tube. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. Is it a flute or is it a kind of flute? I mean, it's a type of flute that is not shaped like a tube. When you, if a flute is not shaped like a tube, when you it's say called this. shaped like a tube, mm-hmm. do you mean long and and circular, cylindrical? Yeah, long and cylindrical. Would you say that one that has kinks in it is a tube? Yeah. Okay. Because well, because there are like contrabass flutes that have kinks in them. So I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you're just talking about like a a size flute. It's like a shape thing. It's a shape I'm not looking thing. for a kinked tube. It's a shape thing you wouldn't understand. <laughs> um, God, I just know you're going to give me the answer. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, a flute. Not shaped like a tube. What the fuck is it shaped like then? You're going to give me some bullshit. Oh, God, I know it. Like, I almost just want to guess so you can fucking tell me. It's going to be like a dad joke. Um, Can I give you a hint? Sure. Referenced in the title of a popular Nintendo 64 game. Or a popular game that was first released on the Nintendo 64. Ocarina. Ding, ding, ding. Huh. Interesting technically a flute that's uh, uh wh- what is the uh, uh let me ask you this mm-hmm. are there any other flutes that are not shaped like tubes i guess a pan flute i mean that has a series of tubes well that's the so, thing i mean a, yeah. a pan flute well no a pan flute is shaped like a tube but you play it down it's mm-hmm. like a penny whistle i think they're the same thing Oh, what isn't there one that has a? Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe that is a. That's what um Zamfir plays, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, I think the whose modern incarnation was first developed in Italy in the mid 19th century. That could be the qualifier that makes it only ocarina, unless there was another non tubular fl- flute that was invented in the same area at the same time. But I also thought that maybe adding Italy in there might help you think of ocarina. You know, as like an Italian-sounding name mm-hmm. for it. That's interesting. Yeah, my problem with it is I feel like there are probably many flutes, you know, kinds of flutes and different, like, you know, different nationalities and stuff that are not, um, you know, that are, depending on how you want to, how are you justifying the word flute? Well, an instrument that you like, you're you blow into without like, 
putting your lips on it, you know, or like pressing your lips into it like a mouthpiece. So you're using a burst of air that you're making and covering holes to, uh, like a recorder, you put your whole mouth on the mouthpiece, you know, with the flute, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to either keep your lips slightly distanced from the mouthpiece or maybe just resting your lower lip on it. And, uh, controlling your upper lip this is called the aperture i believe mm-hmm. um aperture uh armature embouchure is embouchon well embouchure is used for like brass i don't know if it's the same thing uh, to be honest with you i don't know a whole lot about um about i'm talking to my ass here anyway but you know <laughs> if you've got a problem with this question and you know more feel free to write in I feel all right about it, though. I f- yeah, I mean, I think that there are some that are roughly, you know, like I was at first I was thinking of something like a canter for uh, bagpipes, um, which isn't necessarily like a flute. It's kind of like a double wind, I guess, probably. But embouchure for the flute. It is. Embouchure. So it is. The, you do use embouchure, not aperture. That's camera thing. Hmm. Can't, yes. Okay. I knew I heard that word before, but I wasn't sure. Um, let's see what we've got here. Which cosmetics company was originally named the California Perfume Co? What cosmetics company was originally named the California Perfume Company? Hmm. Well, I think it's going to have an American sounding name. I don't think it's going to be like L'Oreal. I believe is French. Um, Cover Girl. Maybelline. I mean, California, you got to imagine that there's a lot of models there. Cover Girl. Did you give a year? No. You, you're just asking it was originally known as the California Perfume Co. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, not a lot to chew on here. CoverGirl, Maybelline. What other cosmetics brands are there? Is Estee Lauder a cosmetic <laughs> or is Estee that a Lador. I think that's a... Uh, I think they're it, whatever it is. I think it's named after its founders. So it'd be weird for them to go with something very generic and then be like, you know what? Let's name it after us. After all, we deserve it. Founded roughly around 1894, maybe 1886. Damn. 1892. Old. Late 18s. So when would they have changed it? Uh, I'm stuck here between CoverGirl and Maybelline. Maybelline almost sounds like a southern name. So I'm going to go with CoverGirl. Sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> is it MAC Cosmetics? It is not. Oh. Avon Calling 
Avon oh, is the correct answer. Avon. When you started getting into like the old, I was like, oh mm-hmm. man, he's totally going to think Avon because it's been around so long. Yeah, I didn't even cross my mind, but you're right. Damn. I don't know if like, uh, do they still sell that? Yeah. As a- <laughs> do they sell it in stores or is it still like uh, parties? That was like one of those original uh, multi-level marketing things, right? Um. Yeah, they do that. I think. Yeah, I think they also do sell them in stores. But um, they uh, had annual sales of nine point one billion dollars worldwide in twenty twenty. Holy shit! Yeah, they are still around. So they're definitely still around. Yes. Yeah. Avon's founder wow. David H. McConnell initially sold books as a door to door salesman. In nineteen eighty or eighteen eighty six, he decided to sell perfumes rather than books. Started a new business in a small office in Manhattan. Changed the company name in 1892. His business partner suggested calling it the California Perfume Company. Um, his business partner was living in California at the time. Um, and then later on. What a basic idea. Right. I know what you should call it. Hey, Mark, how about we change our name to the Florida Trivia Podcast? <laughs> well, I think at the time, especially with California being, you know, where everything good is happening. West being the the direction of change, et cetera. Maybe. Maybe I'm doing work for him. I don't know how many points you have that uh marked off for, but uh I would I would appreciate it maybe a reference to the door to door thing as a hint in there. So easy you know? then. It is. That's why I said I don't know how many points you have it for. It was know? a high one. Okay. I want to say yeah. seven. Okay. A food question for you, Mark. Food. Food brands. Food brand. Snack brands? Snack brands. Snack brands. We'll call it snack brands. Snack brands. Excuse me. Jesus. Ugh. Okay. I had a lot of sauerkraut at dinner. Oh, boy. Would you have hot dogs? Yep. God. <laughs> nope. Just sauerkraut. The nation is on a glizzy kick. <laughs> Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, man, I- we have reached fever pitch of glizzies. We changed their names. There's worse street dogs that's been popping up around here. Mm-hmm. Um, hot dogs are just the rage right now. I'm a glizzy guzzler. <laughs> Good. Fantastic. <laughs> so glad to hear I had that. two. Yeah. I think it's, you know, the post 4th of July, we all bought too many hot dogs. Oh, yeah. We've got some left over. Mm-hmm. It's time to get rid of them. I hear you. you. Know, get rid of those. Get rid Put of those away. dogs. Put them dogs yeah. out. Food. Snack brands. Yes. In 2018, Nabisco redesigned its packaging for what product? Based on public criticism spearheaded by PETA. The People for Ethical Treatment of Animals. Activist organization. In 2018, Nabisco redesigned its packaging for what product? Based on public criticism spearheaded by PETA. Now, see, this this is a good hint. This is a good hint. This is a good question. Thank you. Nabisco. PETA. People for the ethical treatment of animals. Or if you're very funny, people eating tasty animals. See, that's very funny. As indicated by Reserbert. One of my one of my best friends in the world is vegan, and every time people shit all over vegans i'm like no shut up you don't know what you're talking about vegans can be awesome 
there are shitty ones, just like there's a lot of shitty meat eaters walking around. I've never stopped eating meat in my life, I don't think, and I've never worn a shirt that says vegetarian is a Native American word for bad hunter. What do you care? Shut up. Like, why do you have to shit on someone? Out of all the things to hate about people, wear a shirt that says Nazi is a fucking Native American word for fucking shithead. Like, you're going to pick on fucking vegetarians and vegans. Well, yeah, they want to feel better about themselves. You I, guess you that, know how I guess that work. is. Yeah, I guess that you is a lot of operate mentally. Well, yeah, there's definitely a lot to be said for. I feel like you're giving me a hard time by living life the way you live it. And it's like, I think that the way that the fact that you feel that way says a lot about how you feel about yourself. And there's a little mirror for you to look into. Something to think about y'all. Yeah. Put it up against society. Yeah, bro. Um, so a couple of things that come up now, the thing is, I don't know what Nabisco makes, but two things come to my mind immediately. One is goldfish. The other is animal crackers. And I think that animal crackers, I remember them having stuff that was like kind of like zoo looking. Um, and we all know how that's going these days. Not super well. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, see, fuck. Does Nimbisco make animal crack? Do they have like the, the, the rights to animal crackers? I'm going to say animal crackers. 100% right on the money. Oh, hell Yes. Goldfish, I believe, made by Pepperidge Farm. That's what I, because they have that Pepperidge mm-hmm. Farm, like that Pepperidge Farm, like container. Yeah, that foil bag mm-hmm, that you know with the paper. Milano cookies. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! That's I right. Animal smell. crackers. They uh, they took the animals out of the cages. They they have like prison bars behind the animals on the original packaging, and now uh, they're just chilling on the Serengeti, like in the Toto song Africa, right. Fantastic. I'm glad they're free. Serengeti. <laughs> God bless America. Um, we asked a question. Uh, we talked earlier about the dog on Frasier. Here's a dog question for you. Which actor is the voice of Stan's gay dog Sparky in the TV cartoon South Park? Hmm. Which actor? Yes. A cameo here. Stan's gay dog, Sparky. I barely remember this. I remember Big Gay Al. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, I'll give you a hint. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have a hint in here. And you were just giving me grief about having a hint. So here you go. Thank you. He's won four gold. It's a he. Has won four golden globes. And two Academy Awards, one for his acting and one for producing. Hmm. How's that? All right. Is that giving me a big B? Let me hear it all wrapped up. I'll pibs it. Uh, let's see here. Where am I? I'm going to have to jump back and forth between <laughs> between screens here. Um. Well, I guess you could start with known for 
having yeah. won which four actor golden it's my question which right. actor who has won four golden globe awards and two academy awards one for acting and one for producing was the voice of stan's gay dog sparky in the tv cartoon south park if i was trying to trim it a little bit i'd take out tv show because obviously we all know it's an animated tv show mm-hmm would you like me to read it again? Uh, Slim down. No, no, more? no, that's good. That's good. Um, yes, this this gets full pibs. Absolutely, thank full you. Full pibs here. Um, you're no slouch, Mark. When you include a hint. <laughs> <laughs> um, at first I was like, is it Jay Leno? Because I know that he had a cameo. I can't remember exactly who it was. Um, and this pains me because this was a question of mine. A few weeks ago, I'll say a few months ago, just to save face a little bit. Um, but I think that might have been a cat. Maybe Cartman's cat. Jay Leno. And uh, maybe he's pulling double duty here. Maybe he's doing Stan's dog as well. I'm not doing Stan's dog, but doing the voice of Stan's dog is what I mean. Um but four Golden Globes and then an Academy Award? I don't know that Jay Leno's ever won an Academy Award. And then one for producing as well. There is a name that's coming to mind, though. And I want to say maybe they should have more awards than that. But maybe they, maybe they don't. Maybe they just haven't, uh, haven't hit that. I wonder if it's the... Uh, the actor known for Oh, what was the name of the movie? <laughs> all I can think about is all I can think about is the Truman show um him saying and if I don't see you good afternoon, good evening and good night. Because there was a movie that George Clooney was in that was like Good Evening and Good Night or something along those lines that I remember a lot of the critics were going nuts over. I'm, I'm going to go with George Clooney. You are fucking right. Yes. That had That's to be correct. kicking around back there somewhere. That is damn correct. Woo. All right. Sparky. Sparky. The key I dog. like that. I like when uh, uh, critically acclaimed actors debase themselves. <laughs> by going on lowbrow cartoons. I thought you were gonna say by playing gay characters. I was like, whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about appearing on South Park. It's very popular and stuff, but you know, I mean an Academy Award winner, you know, you, you, I, I'm pretty sure they've made fun of George Clooney on that show. Oh, I'm sure they've made fun nobody, of nobody nobody is spared. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My last question of the round for you, Mark. Is about U.S. naval battles. A little history here. Okay. Better have a good hint for me here, Daddy. What European country? <laughs> that's what I got for you. Great. Was the U.S.'s ally during the first Barbary War? Spain. No. Actually, it was Sweden. Oh, really? Yes, Sweden. Uh, because they were both being attacked by pirates on the Barbary coast. And so they decided to team up. Oh. And uh, 
attack the uh, the countries where these pirates were coming from in the uh, first of two Barbary Wars, I believe. Yeah, man, Barbary Jones. It's like Barnaby Jones. Okay. Weird, <laughs> weird poll, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Maybe one person laughed. Is that three and three? I believe so. Okay. Well, you know what we're going to do now? We're going to take a break. That's what we're going to do. And then we're going to come back with our two remaining Rate My Questions from our live show. Ooh, we're yes. We're going to knock them both out right now. Just kill them. Stick around. Bye. back and it's time for some rate my questions okay we've got two here we've got uh we'll do interestingly enough they're both music questions really so we might stand a chance here we're gonna field our first one here from dallas dallas wrote released in 2019 what song holds the world record for longest charting song on the Billboard Hot 100 at 90 weeks. That's almost one week for every slot on the Hot 100. One more time. Released in 2019, what song holds the world record for longest charting song on the Billboard Hot 100 at 90 weeks? Damn. You got any, any ideas? ideas? <laughs> Jinx. Yeah, owe me a Coke. I did have an idea. Yeah. There was a song that felt like it was hotter than any song that's come out in decades, and that would be Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. 2019? Mm-hmm. I think it came out that year. I'm uh. almost certain it came out that year. Interesting. I mean, I remember seeing videos of like elementary school kids in classrooms, like dancing to that song. You know, it just, it, it touched everybody. Yeah. I mean, you could I got very the well horses be right. in the back. Yeah. Even uh, Billy Ray Cyrus did a feature on it. Yeah, because it, is- it wasn't country enough for the country charts. <laughs> so he was like, guess what, motherfucker? I had mad respect for him doing that. He was like, okay, well, now I'm on it. Mm-hmm. So now it's got to be country. Yeah, that's what people were saying. This can't be country. It's a pretty country song. It's got a little trap beat. That was their problem. Well, that's what they say their problem was. was, was uh, it definitely was it. it definitely makes you re-examine what makes a genre of music a genre of music. Mm-hmm. It definitely does that. Because I don't think it's country. You don't? No. Because of why? 
because I think instrumentally it does not have a lot of the genetic makeup of country music. Now, that's not to say that I couldn't be swayed and I don't give a fuck, to be honest with you. So for for what it's worth. I, you so know, does Billy Ray Cyrus coming onto the track make a country in your mind? Dude, it's so hard to say because I don't care, really. I mean, right. if, if he's like, I think it's a I'm country singing song. about country stuff, if we're saying that that's what it's about, mm-hmm. then we have a whole other conversation. Slayer could write a song and talk about trucks and, you know, going fishing with your dad and girls in blue jeans, and we can call it a country song. And I guess I still wouldn't care. Well, I, they, they've got Cowboys from Hell, which obviously is well, like evoking. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's change it to Pantera then, because they actually do have a song like that. You know, I, I guess, you know, it's it's not just the lyrical content of the Lil Nas X song for me. They've got the jangly guitars in there. He has a, uh, a southern aff- accent affectation to his voice. You know, when he's like singing, it's clear that he's trying to go for like a country thing. Yeah, and I think it, you know, if you listen to some other pop country that's on the radio, it doesn't even sound that different because a lot of the pop country is using like trap beats now and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. There, there's been a lot of crossover lately, but that, that would be my guess. There definitely I think has been. Um, I think it's Old Town Road. Yeah, we can go with that. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure that while he's looking this up, that I make it abundantly clear that I like Lil Nas X. I like that song. I just, I, I I like the fact that it is, you know, calling into question and kind of pushing the boundaries of what is, um, you know, what, what genre, what makes a genre, a genre and stuff like that. And you know, what makes art art? I was talking the other day, um, with some friends. Well, (laughs) I got into, (laughs) well, we'll talk about it off mic. Anyway, I got into a very interesting conversation about rap music and, uh, it, you know, evoked us, me talking about John Cage's 433 and like, kind of like what makes music music, etc. And, uh, I could talk way too long about it and it would just bore everyone. So I won't, but, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Most weeks, it does hold the record for most weeks at number one, but that's only 19. Most total weeks on the high, we go. Total weeks on the hot 100. Oh, no. We're wrong. wrong. It's Blinding Lights by The Weekend. Oh. Wow. 90 weeks entered in Damn. 2019. Departed the Hot 100 in 2021. Youch. Well, I feel like I knew that Lil Nas X held some kind of record regarding the Hot 100, but it wasn't that one. Mm-mm-mm. And our uh, don't blame yourself. Thoughtful sus was for not. Um, let's see here. Popular, yes. Interesting. It's a world record. Very interesting. Built-in hint. I'm gonna give this one a little B. Maybe. Not a lot to chew on here. Um, it does say released in 2019. So you have, <laughs> it's not just asking what song holds the record. It gives you a year, you know, kind of search through and uh, capital S. I like the way this question's written short and sweet. So I'll give this a pib. Yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it an A. I wish there was something more to chew on. 
Okay. Um, like maybe the album title? Album title, uh, a album clue title? to the song title, uh, maybe the weekend's real name, um, you know, something. I think we've had what his real name is on the podcast before. Um, so maybe for us, that would be a little easy, but... Um, the album is titled uh, After Hours. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of a sexy title. You could, I, I think you could still maybe think that Lil Nas X's uh, might might be that, uh, Old Town Road might be on that album. Unless you know what <laughs> that it's not, obviously. But I don't think that would give it away is what I'm saying. Right. All right. Thanks, Dallas, for that. And then our second one is from Alita. Our friend over at Ollie's Pub. Mm. Alita writes, what female 90s musician is said to be the inspiration for the Smashing Pumpkins song, Bodies? What female 90s musician is said to be the inspiration for the Smashing Pumpkins song, Bodies? Well, my guess is, do you have a guess? I'm guessing you do. Let's say it on three. One, One, two, two, three. three. Courtney Courtney Love. Love. Now, the only thing that's going against this in my mind is that it says musician and not singer, you know, or front woman or anything well, like I mean, that. She plays musician, guitar. She does play guitar. I'm not saying she's not a musician, but if I was writing this question, I might use a different word. But I, I don't know that Alita could be is, Darcy. Uh, is going for that. Darcy. It could be Darcy. Melissa Oftemur. Well, I mean, I know he had issues with Darcy. I don't know what the song oh, yeah. Bodies, Bodies is. Do you know that one? No. Do you know what album it's on? I know it's Melancholy? not on Melancholy and Infinite. Well, I know There's it's a lot not of songs on, on there. Not, not on Siamese Dream. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound familiar to something on. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's getting later, then maybe it, maybe it isn't. Hmm. You just got to imagine that there's so much history between Courtney Love and and Billy Corgan supposedly helping her write some songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Let's man. go with it. Let's right. go with it. Let's, I feel like that's our, our safest gut. bet. Yeah, Co- Co- Cowardly Love. I feel like maybe we had something uh, question similar to this when Angela was on the podcast. We were just talking about that episode earlier. How crazy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of articles I'm looking I'm looking at here that say Courtney Love says all of Smashing Pumpkins hits are about her. Of course. <laughs> um But what about bodies? Let him hit the floor. I, I thought there too. Drowning pool. Let's see what genius has to says say. Love is suicide is the chorus to that song. The chorus to bodies is love is suicide repeated four times. Jeez. And the genius annotation, which I know you are want to go for on lyrics to go when you're discussing uh, lyrics that are questionable at best and have largely dodged public ridicule until now. Yes. The number two definition on that or uh, notation on the chorus love could be wordplay as Corgan's ex-girlfriend is Courtney love Courtney having also been with Kurt Cobain is theorized to be the one who ultimately caused Cobain to kill himself. Corgan's relationship with love was toxic to his well-being. So he cut ties. So I'm going to go ahead and give us a correct on that one. I yeah, think I that's, think that's enough for us. I we'll take the right. genius approach from genius. Nailed it. 
All right. Snailed it. Now we shall rate this. Mm. Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> um, what female <laughs> 90s musician is said to be the inspiration for the Smashing Pump? pumpkin song bodies i'll say a okay uh you know it's it's a fine question didn't blow me away mm-hmm. i'm gonna give this a lowercase p because i feel like smashing pumpkins at this point have kind of faded a little bit from the uh the zeitgeist don't tell justin popular. that well you know they're still releasing music and i, I checked out their last album and it was listenable i enjoyed it you know and it, it, it they're not they're not cranking out like the level of like hits that they did in the 90s you know that's for I mean? damn sure that's all i'm saying i think this is a very interesting question so i'm going to give this an i uh capital i another lowercase b female 90s musician this is a little bit of a hint but you know yeah. you could be you could give me something a little bit more um you could say like, you know, citing the course of the song or something like that, even just to give me a, a little bit of something to chew on. Like, oh, yeah, I remember now the chorus is love is suicide. And then I'll give this a lowercase s. It is, it's it's short, but um, just a few like grammatical things. I would say instead of is said to be the inspiration, I would say is said to have been the inspiration because the song has been written already. Uh, the writing okay. of the song, the inspiration has happened in the past. Um, so that's like, I mean, I'll give that an S.5. You know, it's, it's so gotcha. close. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you go. Well, Two A's and a couple pibs. There How you, do you go. like that? Good job, people. Thank you again for coming out and uh, submitting those. Absolutely. And if you'd like to write us with a rate my question, or rate us with a write my question, or a miscorrection, or even just a no note, you can do so at no nonsense trivia gmail.com or call us at 1 929. Three five six six nine six six. Lee, feed me. Got a Lego question to round things out here. Lego. Were you a Lego kid? A little bit. Yeah, I wasn't nuts about them. Um, I think they're fun, but I, uh, I haven't. I bought one in the last ten years of life, and it was for a kid. So, you know, gotcha. I got a set uh, for Christmas from Kyle Ann this year, a Seinfeld Lego set. It's Jerry's apartment. Did you say, and, uh, what is the deal with Legos? <laughs> I did not. I said, this is awesome. Thank you. It even <laughs> comes with better. a little Newman. Aw. Newman. <laughs> so I think what I'm going to do is uh, I think I'm going to build that on stream one day, maybe for my birthday. Maybe on my birthday, I'll just like hang out and like invite my family to come in and build some Legos and maybe watch Seinfeld for part of the day. I have to see how long it takes to build that thing. I don't know if I want to commit to a whole day. Yeah. Hour 13. Please God, just let it. <laughs> I just, I'm so hungry. I just want to go. Lego. Lego. In 1965, what type of vehicle was the first to be released by Lego? In 1965, what type of vehicle was the first to be released by Lego? Before this, they had not made a vehicle. Nineteen when? 
65. Some old school shit. So, what type of vehicle? Boat, plane, helicopter, car. Are you looking for like specific, like a kind of car or a kind like Volkswagen or a, whatever? A type of vehicle. Type of vehicle. Okay. Um, car seems too obvious. Bus. I feel like helicopter gets used a lot. Is that a V type of vehicle? Truck, bus, scooter. I'm trying to think of something that's easy to put uh, put a guy in. Sixty five. This is before the moon landing. I wonder if it would be a, a spaceship rocket ship type of vehicle <laughs> is a rocket ship a type of vehicle um it's four years before we landed on the moon the space race I'm gonna say a rocket ship no, I'm sorry. Damn it. And you might want to know the uh, minifigures did not were not introduced until 1978. Oh wow! So there wasn't even a little guy to put inside. Damn. A train, a train oh, set. Oh wow! Yeah, now that classic you say collectible that. vehicle of type. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Choo choo, motherfucker. Choo choo. Give right. me one to choo choo on. <laughs> All right, here, uh, here is your last question of the evening. Thank you. In 1960, which country whose name means resplendent island had the first ever woman prime minister? 1960? Yes. Resplendent island? Yes. And they had their first ever female prime minister? The first ever woman prime the. minister. Oh. In the damn world. Resplendent Island? Mm-hmm. Resplendent. Something is splendent and then it's become resplendent. Yes, yeah, like refried. What does resplendent mean? Attractive and impressive through being richly colorful or sumptuous. Colorful or sumptuous? Hmm. Well, I don't know why two islands come to mind. And one would be New Zealand. And the other would be Jamaica. And I don't think Zealand means resplendent island. I don't know what Jamaica means. And I just feel like maybe I've heard this before. And maybe the answer is Jamaica. I just got a gut instinct. And I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say Jamaica. That's incorrect. 
damn. I know. Damn. Damn is. Damn is a correct way to feel. Um, the uh, the correct answer is Sri Lanka. Oh, okay. Sri Lanka. Uh, Jamaica meaning the land of food and water or the land of springs. That's what I was remembering. Not resplendent island. Mm-hmm. I think we've gone over that on the pod here. We very well probably have gone over a lot of in four years. We've gone over a lot of shit. <laughs> Indeed we have. And we hope that you've enjoyed the journey, folks. Uh, uh, don't yes. forget. We are going to be uh, switching our drop days for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast from Monday to Friday, starting in August. However, you can uh, get the episode a little bit early if you sign up for our Patreon. You can access by going to our website, thenono.com, and clicking the support link at the top. And there you can get access to our bonus episodes and our early drop uh, when we switch over to Friday release dates. But fear not, if you're looking for a podcast to listen to on Monday, Lyrics to Go is what you're looking for. That is the podcast hosted by Mark and Seth, frequent no-nonsense trivia podcast guest Seth, where they go over uh, bad lyrics. We've talked about it on this very episode. Uh, Give that a subscribe, and that will be your new way to start the week, and we'll close it out with No-No on Friday. Get your taste of Mark. Annual memberships, 15% off. Bum bum. Mark. Lee. Thank you so much for joining me oh, again don't you for another dare. episode. Don't you of the dare. The No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. And thank you folks for listening. Please join us every Monday morning for now for a new episode by subscribing to No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you can support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. Big thanks to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including our quiz daddies, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esme and Redcrest, Tim at Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's Gil. I missed it. I'm sorry, Gil. I was taking a sip. I'll go now. It's Gil. Our team captains, Matt Moe, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen Fletcher, Lydia, OG Aaron, and David Holbrook, David Holbrook, David Holbrook. Thanks to our proverbial light keepers, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, a.k.a. Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Hank, Luke, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F., Justin P., Justin Pirate of the Barbary Coast, Yar. And Justin M. Justin Maris was Niles' ex. And thanks to our humble snailskins, Aleo, Tom, uh, <laughs> Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Sai, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas at all my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, Mike C. Mike Clooney. Mike J. Mike Germain Dupree produced Criss Cross. Mike K. Mike Criss Cross will make you jump, jump. There We're doing it two episodes in a row. Why hey, not? Well, yay. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question. Or rate us with a rate my question. Or a miscorrection or no, no, no nonsense trivia at gmail.com, the email address. Or you can give us a call 1 929 
356-6966. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. If you would like to hang out with us throughout the week, the real Lee and the real Mark, we have Not a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show. Well, sometimes my assistant, maybe just check the show notes for that. You'll never know which is which. We also have a Facebook group. The link for that is also in the show notes, or you can just go on Facebook and search for the no nonsense trivia podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five Five stars stars only, only, please. please. Until next time. No nonsense listeners. Have a great week.